Check one, two. WNBC. Coming to you live from a North Carolina mountain town. Is it real? It just seems too good to be true. Boy, I got a good feeling about this current events, current events. I'd say it's popping off. As the young people say, the breakdown of our show is this month in history, followed by birthdays, then deaths and bad news. Uh, it's got to be done. Then onto the specials section. There are no specials, but there is a little current events portion that you guys do not want to miss. But look forward to specials coming up with Conspiracy Checkpoint. Is the Challenger crew still alive? Then wrapping up the show with what we're watching and doing. Then announcements and shoutouts, of course. You know it because you're a regular listener. Okay, no more BS. This month in history, it is February. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Three young singers who soared to the heights of show business on the current rock and roll craze were killed today in the crash of a light plane in an Iowa snow flurry. The singers were identified as Richie Valens, 17, Buddy Holly, 22, and J.P. Richardson, known professionally as the Big Bopper. The aircraft chartered from the Dwyer Flying Service crashed near Mason City, ironically the setting for the prominent musical The Music Man. The pilot, Roger Peterson of Clear Lake, Iowa, was also killed. Cause of the crash was due to inclement weather conditions. Details upcoming from Action Central News. That's right. February 3rd, 1959, three rock singers, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper died in a plane crash. Okay, here's something for y'all. February 1st, 2004. Do you guys remember Nipplegate? Super Bowl, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Okay, Super Bowl 38, halftime show. They called it a wardrobe malfunction. Controversy occurred. You guys remember that, Super Bowl? I'm sure you do. This is the number one Googled thing in the history of time. Still, this Nipplegate thing. Have you guys ever actually looked at the picture? Like Google, Janet Jackson, Nipplegate? Theorist Freeman Fly spoke about this nipplegate incident and made the observation that we were not supposed to see a nipple, but rather we would be focused on the nipple ring. The ring was an eight-pointed star which symbolized the star of Ishtar, possibly. The same star found in Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut film. Okay, moving on. February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. Actually, this is pretty interesting. Some big news dropped about Punxsutawney Phil yesterday. I've been waiting to read this. Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. Quickly from The Verge. Since 1887, the residents of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, have maintained the belief that an immortal groundhog named Punxsutawney Phil 
and will predict the end of winter. As popularized from the film Groundhog Day, yeah! Each year on February 2nd, Phil is coaxed from his home in a tree stump and displayed to a baying crowd. If Phil, quote, sees his shadow, there'll be six more weeks of winter. If not, then an early spring is due. Oh, I hope it's an early spring. I want to get grilling. Okay, blah, blah, no one cares. Here we go. All right, here's what PETA says. It's time for Punxsutawney to stop terrorizing an innocent rodent. Ew, it's just like a big rat, says animal rights group PETA. Instead, Phil should be replaced with an AI groundhog. No! Here's what PETA said. Times change, traditions evolve. It's long overdue for Phil to be retired. PETA president, founder Ingrid Newkirk wrote, Gosh, I wonder what Phil thinks. It's just so sad that we can't ask him. Gobbler's knob. Ew, that sounds gross. All right, let's move on. What do we think about the groundhog? Let's just ask Phil. I mean, I'm sure you can tell if he's in a good mood or a bad mood, and if he seems like he don't like it, then retire his ass. If he likes it, then keep his ass on. I mean, I know when my dog likes something and he doesn't. Okay, February 11th, 2012. Singer Whitney Houston died in a hotel bathtub, the result of accidental drowning. Heart disease and cocaine, which was found in her system, were determined to be contributing factors. The day before the Grammy ceremony in 2004, boy, 2004 is a busy year. We had Nipplegate, we had Whitney Houston's death the day before the Grammys. This year we have Kobe's death the day before the Grammys. Then if you guys remember, her daughter passed, and oh, it was just horrible, and then the she was dating like her stepbrother. I don't know. Let's just stay out of the Whitney thing. Let's move on. February 18th, 1930. Pluto ain't just a dog. A ninth planet is discovered in the solar system. It's named Pluto. The discoverer is Clyde Tombaugh. In 2006, Pluto is no longer a planet because of a new definition of what a planet means. Okay, here's what a planet means, y'all. The International Astronomical Union downgraded the status of Pluto to that of a dwarf planet because it did not meet the three criteria the IAU uses to define a full-size planet. Essentially, Pluto meets all criteria except for one. It, quote, has not cleared its neighboring region of other objects, end quote. Okay, I don't know what the hell that means. Let's just move on. Oh, this is pretty interesting. This is something we can all do together. Yes, yes, yes. Not only does my favorite Beatle George Harrison have a birthday this month, but on February 19, 1981, he was found guilty of plagiarism. All right, y'all, let's go. The former Beatles star, solo number one titled, quote, My Sweet Lord from 1970, was found to have been subconsciously plagiarized from the Chiffon's track, He's So Fine, 1962. Harrison was initially asked to pay ABKCO Music $587,000 for copyright infringement. Okay, so we're not going to drag this out, but we are going to listen to a little bit of My Sweet Lord and then a little bit of He's So Fine. I feel like I already know what I'm going to think, but let's just clear all that. Let's all just 
clear it all. People are out there going, God, that's crazy. People are going, oh yeah, I see it. Let's just see it right now together. Here's a little uh, My Sweet Lord. I mean, we can all agree this is the best George Harrison song, right? I don't know. Oh God, it's my fave. That too basic. Yeah. Love it. Okay, here we go. Okay, the big test, the chiffons, he's so fine, I'm, boy, I, I, I don't know where I'm at. I like them, they look cool. Oh, totally. Oh, man. I mean, right? I'd say, uh, they said subconsciously. What did they say? Yeah, subconsciously plagiarized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? I don't know. That's my call. All right. Let's move on. February 21st, 1990. Okay, this, man, if you're a zennial, this you definitely remember. Millie Vanilli, you remember them. Okay, let's keep going. They win the Best New Artist Grammy. Okay, Rob Palatis and Fab Morvan, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing those, of the German R&B group Millie Vanilli, y'all know them. They won an award for the debut album, Girl You Know It's, Girl You Know It's, Girl You Know It's. Oh my God. Girl You Know It's True. The soon-to-be-exposed lip-syncers had not sung a note in the entire album. In the November 1990s, the award was withdrawn. Okay, so here we go. Oh. Oh, we've all seen the video if you're my age. (laughs) I mean, don't get me started. On April 3rd, 1998, on the eve of a promotional tour for the new Millie Vanilli album, Back in an Attack, featuring the original members of Millie Vanilli on actual lead vocals. Interesting. Pilatus was found dead from a suspected alcohol and prescription pill overdose. His sudden death was ruled accidental, and the album has never been released. Interesting. Uh, That's so sad. He was 33. Man, I remember thinking he was so old. (laughs) I'm like almost 10 years older than that now. 33. Mm. So sad, you know? Like, who cares that you lip sync, you know? Anyways, let's just keep it going. It's horrible. Oh, yes. We're on to birthdays now. Now, right now is a big thing. I wrote a little birthday cue. Let's hear it. It features Lucifer.
theme song. It's perfect. Okay, that's exciting. Okay, birthdays. February 8th, 1931, James Dean, the actor. Little known fact, his mother enrolled him in tap dancing lessons at the age of three. He loved it. And she taught him how to play the violin. They say his mother was the only person to ever understand him, whatever that means. And he got a speeding ticket two hours before his death. And you'll know he died in the car accident. Okay, February 9th, 1943, Joe Pesci, actor. He will be 77. Here's a little fave soundbite from fave movie number one, number two. Eyes Wide Shut, number one. Interstellar, number two. Casino, number three. For instance, tomorrow morning, I'll get up nice and early, take a walk down over to the bank and walk in and see you and... uh, If you don't have my money for me, I'll crack your fucking head wide open in front of everybody in the bank. And just about the time that I'm coming out of jail, hopefully, you'll be coming out of your coma. And guess what? I'll split your fucking head open again. Because I'm fucking stupid. Okay, February 11th, 1969, Jennifer Aniston, actress from Friends and all those rom-coms. Never seen them. Um, On the New Year's current events episode the new year special i was going to do predictions and this and that i didn't but one of my predictions is that brad pitt and jennifer aniston will get back together i think i heard like they kind of are or something i don't know but does it matter i don't know should they be together yeah mom hates brad pitt because he left jennifer aniston high and dry when he met Angelina Jolie so mom does not trust Brad Pitt she said it before on an episode mom does not trust Angelina Jolie and uh, she wants to be friends with Julia Roberts but not best friends so there's your ma update February 14th birthday interesting things here 1932 Vic Morrow actor Some of you may know about Vic Morrow's passing. Sometimes I get hooked up and obsessed with this. Every couple years or so, I get stuck on Vic Morrow's death. He died on the set of the Twilight Zone movie. The filming location was the Ranch Indian Dunes that was used through the 1980s in the film and television shows, including The Color Purple, great movie, Escape from New York, never heard of it, MacGyver, and China Beach. The way the place was, it was suitable to double for locations around the world, including Afghanistan, Brazil, and Vietnam. Let's listen to this thing. On a night of intensive filming at the Indian Dunes location site in Sagas, California, Morrow lost his life in a tragic on-the-set accident. During the filming of a fantasy sequence in which Morrow's character believes he's in Vietnam, 
a helicopter, knocked off course by special effects, suddenly dropped from the sky, its rotor blade striking Morrow and the two young Vietnamese children he carried in the scene. Morrow and one youngster were decapitated while the other child was crushed to death. As an investigation into the incident proceeded, it was revealed that the pyrotechnics involved in the explosions were far more powerful than had been anticipated, and that the helicopter had been flying too low. Director John Landis, in a highly publicized, emotionally wrought trial, stood accused of negligence contributing to Morrow's death, but was eventually found not guilty. All I know for sure is right after those deaths, Steven Spielberg was like, take my name off this shit. The civil and criminal action against the filmmakers lasted nearly a decade. The trial was described as a long, controversial, and bitterly divisive. February 15, 1964, my number one for all eternity, Chris Farley, number one. February 15th, his, his birthday, let's see, how old would he be? Uh, like 56. Alright, let's get... Let's raise our spirits. Come on, Chris. I'm gonna make a toast. To the best bunch of rugby freaks ever born. Maybe we weren't the smartest guys on campus. Eh, maybe we spent a little too much time puking off balconies. <laughs> but we had fun, huh? <laughs> now, some of us are leaving, and that is sad. But this isn't the end. No way. We're gonna show this world a thing or two. We're gonna show... <laughs> and that of course is from Tommy Boy one of the greatest movies of all time okay this is cool on with birthdays February 18th 1954 the freakiest man in Hollywood John Travolta here's something I found kind of interesting just from an old interview like in the uh, late 70s early 80s You've always credited Scientology as being the thing that's 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 kept you going, yes. held held you together. And, and currently, you're and correct me if I'm wrong, a, an operating thetan. Is that right? Thetan. That's what Beck said he was before he came out recently and was like, "Oh no, I'm not a Scientologist." Kirstie Alley, thetan. Well, uh, I would wouldn't dare get into the nomenclature at this point. Oh well, because <laughs> it's like going into well, okay. What I was doctor's not what I was intrigued with. What I read is it, it said that amongst the the skills that you've developed is uh, the ability to control energy, space, time, and matter, which I'd love to have on my business card. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it means is that uh, well, all of the things around us are made of matter, and we're living in space, and we're registering time, yeah. and the better you can control it the better off you'll be. So when you walk into a room like this, albeit not a normal room... Uh, a beautiful room. A beautiful room. <laughs> when you walk into a room like this, how, how do you, or any room, how do you employ that? Well, I make sure that I look at individuals' faces and I see the affection they have for me and the affection that I have back for them. And that starts it. And then I know because I feel the affection that I could talk to them if I wanted. Couldn't I talk to any one of you if I wanted? Yeah. And I could start a conversation, and then we could get to know each other better, and then suddenly there's a good <laughs> But I could also walk in and ignore that, mm. and that could get me into trouble, mm. to ignore it, because it's there, and I should acknowledge it. It's beautiful, you see. So that's what I'm saying. I, I come in, I, I control it by actually looking at someone who looks quite wonderful and, and saying hi to them, you know? Interesting stuff. 
Okay, on with birthdays, February 18th, 1950, John Hughes. Y'all know John Hughes. He did The Breakfast Club. What Breakfast Club person are you? Think about it. I'm a combo of Bender mixed with Ali Sheedy. 16 Candles. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Not my fave. Not my fave. Pretty in Pink. Ugh. So good. All these. Pretty in Pink, I remember, was a little too intense for me as a kid. I, I used to not be able to watch it. Weird Science. Yes. That's the first film where I was like, I want to party. It was like four. Oh, yeah, and and National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, starring My One Regret, David from Roseanne, and Juliette Lewis, who's quite a nice front woman of a band. Very Iggy Pop-like. Okay, let's move on. Jeesh. Oh, one of my first loves. February 19th, 1966, coming in at 54 years old, Justine Bateman. Y'all know that. Family Ties. Alex P. Keaton. Y'all know. I feel like I had a crush on uh, Justine Bateman, Alex P. Keaton, and the mom. I remember liking the mom the most, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Meredith Baxter Bernie, that's right. Yeah, totally. The dad was definitely the most unattractive person on the show. I mean, to me, attractiveness is relative. All right, let's move on. Guess who's coming to dinner? That's right, February 20th, 1927, Sidney Poitier. Okay, interesting. Interesting alert. February 20th, 1954, coming in at 66 years old, Patty Hearst. That's right, the kidnapped daughter of William Randolph Hearst. Patricia, the world is still divided into two camps about what happened to you. There was the mm-hmm. one camp that says that the men became her lovers. Mm, yeah. What is your version about <laughs> Willie Wolf, Cujo? Uh, that he's just as bad as any of the rest of them, and this is a complete fantasy. It wasn't rape at first that then became a seduction and a romance? I think it's insulting to anyone who's ever been raped to suggest that 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 could turn into a seduction and a love affair afterward. It's outrageous. And it became part of the U.S. case against you. It became a part of the mythology of the SLA. It did, in fact, get used, and not just him, but, you know, that all of the members of the SLA were of my best friends and that, you know, kids just like me and that, of course, I'd like them. It's really shocking the way the case was presented. I mean, no other, uh, no other people were prosecuted for that bank robbery except me. None of my kidnappers were charged or prosecuted. And, you know, that's another thing that America has just accepted. Like, that's normal. Interesting stuff. February 21st, 1933. She's now crossed over to the great down yonder. Rue McClanahan actress on the golden girls you know it blanche Devereaux. a goal of mine is to go on the golden girls cruise and (laughs) i feel like 
you know, some people go to Vegas and like all this like crazy stuff happens and blah, blah. I feel like if I went on the Golden Girls cruise, it honestly would be like a hangover movie. And it's like, I, you know, I've partied hard. I've been sober. I've done this. I've done that. I've gone to all extremes and I'm 41 now and I feel like I'm in a really good place like with everything emotionally spiritually mentally blah blah blah. but I feel the one situation where I would lose control honestly lose control would be if I went on a golden girls cruise and I'm not joking I feel that I would honestly need a chaperone with that being said I want to go on the golden girls cruise that's my goal and I want to have a nice time. So, moving on. Birthdays. February 27th, 22nd, 1975. 45 years old. Drew Barrymore. Okay, moving on. Okay, I wrote another cue. This show's getting serious. Here we go. Oh, death and bad news section. Uh. Oh, wait, no, I didn't write this. I took this off the internet. It was, um, public domain. Okay, death and bad news section. Oh, God. Let's, okay, let's just get this over with. Okay, I'm not gonna spend too, too much time on this because of the complexity of this whole thing, this person and their past, and I just want to say this thing and move on. Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, they died in a helicopter crash. So let's just put out good thoughts to the family and the friends and all that, and let's just move on. I know many people are hurting, and it's just a horrible, horrible thing. Let's move on. Okay, on with death and bad news. I bet y'all don't even know this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, gotta love it. Hmm. Okay, wowzers. Neil Peart, y'all. That, of course, was Working Man by Rush. Their best album, I think. Off their self-titled album. He died in Santa Monica, California. He was 67. When I went on my first big tour with a band that I was touring with, I sat down in the tour bus for the first time and I put in my little earbuds and I was just like, oh my God, like processing. I was so nervous and everything was just cray. And when we pulled away, I put on Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer by Rush, like their big, you know, mainstream hit or whatever. And I don't know, if you've ever been on tour, it's almost like vacation, even though it's work. You just leave everything and everybody behind, all of your obligations. And it's like I had always had obligations. And it's like I was able to listen to music for the first time or something. And I put on Tom Sawyer and I cried. It was so good. Just, it's like I could finally like just take a minute, you know? It's just such perfection and unison and moving parts working together perfectly it's really an experience 
if you just let your let go and let yourself feel it. Okay, moving on. Death and bad news. It just keeps coming. Celine Dion's mother passed. Hey, if you're bored for a kick, type into Google Celine Dion's new clothing line. Celine New New, maybe it's called. C-E-L-I-N-U-N-U-N-U. Yeah, Google image. Okay, moving on. Yes, specials. The show just keeps on going. It keeps on rolling. It keeps on going. Because you just got to keep going, going, going. No matter what, what, what. Specials, current events. Okay, there are no specials. It's coming up. I told you all already. Sorry, there's like a really annoying bird outside of my door. I mean, it's not annoying, but right now it is, I guess. Sorry, God, birds aren't annoying. Jeez, I'm so insensitive. Okay, the 20-year anniversary for Girl Interrupted. Y'all remember that movie, Winona Ryder, Angelina Jolie, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Here's a little interesting facts about that movie. Writer immediately tried to get the rights to the book, Girl Interrupted. That reminds me of our Virgin Suicides movie thing that I did a couple weeks ago. Remember? Sofia Coppola had to rush and get the rights to the book, Virgin Suicides. Okay, let's go back to Girl Interrupted. But producer Doug Wick had already bought them. Winona was like smoking a cigarette going, Doug Wick! I could see her on her balcony in LA smoking them cigarettes she still smokes cigarettes to this day kind of kind of respect that anybody who smokes cigarettes today I respect because they obviously don't give a fuck okay on with more interesting facts about the movie the movie is of course based on the true memoirs of Winona Ryder's character Susanna Kaysen Winona actually spent time in an institution in real life but she left after a couple days saying quote only you can fix you it's true Sometimes people need a little help getting through that rough patch, though, Winona, you know. But it's true, only you can fix you. She was like, well, I'm going to save myself uh, $500,000. Only me can fix me. Cool. (laughs) Winona has said she can't watch Girl Interrupted because of Brittany Murphy's death. I hear that. Yeah. Tommy Boy is kind of hard to watch. All right, Rose McGowan and Claire Danes both auditioned for the role of Lisa. That's right, that was Angelina Jolie's part. thought that was kind of interesting, Rose McGowan and Claire Danes. Man, she was ready to do that um, Homeland thing. I was so into Homeland, and then when something happened, I just couldn't watch it anymore. It just hurt me so bad. Okay, moving on. Current events, current events. The Connors... Which I'm finally, I was a little behind. I'm up on all my Connors now episodes. Okay, this is interesting, I guess. The Connors have a live episode coming up. Okay, I've been dying to read this article, but y'all know I saved the article so we can all experience it together. Uh, okay, the Connors live episode to air during and include primary election coverage. Okay. Let me just say, if you're a regular listener to this show, you know this is a not political show at all. I mean, some. I mean, I'm a political person, so sometimes we talk about political issues, but we don't ever talk about like people and politics. Oh, because they're all bad. They're all bad. But let's just see what this article is. Politics is a theater which I do not participate in. The Connors will come down with a case of presidential election fever this February. 
That's now, when the family sitcom broadcasts a live episode on the night of the New Hampshire primary. Okay, the episode will be Tuesday, February 11th, with two separate productions for the East and West Coast. Interesting. The politically tinged outing, quote, will find Mark, that's the little boy, uh, Sarah Gilbert's kid, watching the results of the primary for a school report with Harris, that's the sister, Sarah Gilbert's daughter, who is apathetic to the electoral process and believes money's influence in politics means real change is impossible, end quote. Interesting. The rest of the Connors share their differing takes on why they all think everyone should vote, including their working-class perspective that you may have to vote for a candidate you don't love, but one that will screw you the least. Huh. Interesting. What the heck's going on over there? Okay. I mean, I'm watching this, alright? Yeah, Katie Seagal's on there. I mean, it's a big party over there at the Connors. I mean, I'm down for life. Alright, there's more. Let's just move on. I don't want to know too much. Okay, so let's move on to almost the end of the show. What we're watching and doing. Boy, it's coming out of both ends, y'all. I'm just reading, listening, watching. It's just uh, constant. Major respect to whoever knows what this is. That's right. Jocelyn Pook, Masked Ball from Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. I read Kubrick's Code by Isaac Weishaupt. A must read. If you care about film, meaning, symbolism, imagination. And then I rewatched Eyes Wide Shut three times after reading the book and it's just clear as day it's the coolest movie okay moving on with what we're watching and doing the Aaron Hernandez thing killer inside the mind of Aaron Hernandez I watched it what to say about it I don't freaking know they did leave some stuff out though some stuff that was in his jail cell he actually had a pyramid drawn in his jail cell missing the top tier and uh, Illuminati written underneath it. They left out some things that were written on the wall. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's like the Kobe thing. It's like, oh, it's like everything is just so... It's just like, oh, so heartbreaking. Okay, the one thing I do have to say, actually, about the Aaron Hernandez doc, the one person who I'm like, holy shit, like, this, like person kind of realigned part of my life I feel I think about this person Aaron Hernandez's cousin Tanya never said a word to the police and went to jail I mean my heart is filled with warmth when I think about that loyalty that's how freaking loyal my ass is and that's the kind of loyalty my ass is looking for and I'm not afraid to say it that's what I'm talking about. Cousin Tanya. Oh my god. Just her alone is worth watching the doc. I mean, I don't know. She, I don't know anything about her life at all. She could be a horrible person. I don't know. 
I'm just saying, like, wow, that loyalty really shook me. I've just never seen anything like that. Okay, moving on. Oh, yeah. No spoilers here right now. Don't worry. I also watched Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. And holy shit. I did not expect that ending is all I got to say. And that's not giving away anything because there's no freaking way you're going to guess the freaking ending even if you had a million years. No way. I cannot believe this shit. Excuse my language. I I was watching it going, what? Very, very interesting stuff. (laughs) Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. This, the biggest news all month. The Oscars are February 9th. I know, I'm lame, I like award shows. But not for the reasons you guys think I like them for. I mean, yes, I do like looking at Brad Pitt and cute people. Who doesn't like looking at cute people? But there's a lot of interesting things that happen in these award shows. And I just like to see what's going on. The only movie I saw that was nominated was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's it. I like to watch all the Oscar movies before the Oscars, but, like, I just... I don't know. They're on iTunes, too. I can just rent them, but I just... I don't know. It's like, I don't wanna. It's like, I want to, but I don't. Uh, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No spoilers. It's back in theaters again, actually. I want to see it. With my baby, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. My two babies. I loved it. I want to see it again. Uh, okay. I'll be watching the pre-show, the after-show, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Very much into the Oscars. Oh, yes. This is very interesting stuff. Speaking of award shows, did you guys hear Ricky Gervais' monologue at the Golden Globes? Quickly, I edited what I considered to be the highlights. Here they are. Hello and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais, thank you. But tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world, people from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. Okay, so quickly, for those of you who don't know who Ronan Farrow is, He is the son of actress Mia Farrow and the filmmaker Woody Allen. He's known for writing the 2017 articles in The New Yorker that helped uncover allegations of sexual abuse against film producer Harvey Weinstein. For this reporting, The New Yorker won a 2018 Pulitzer Prize for Public Service, sharing the award with The New York Times. So that's who Ronan Farrow is. He's trying to, like, blow the lid off of all this Hollywood stuff he's coming for you he's coming for you look talking of all you perverts it was a big year it was a big year for pedophile movies um surviving r kelly leaving neverland two popes (laughs) shut up shut up i don't care i don't care Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, (laughs) spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. (laughs) 
Apparently, once upon a time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So, <laughs> even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and... Good stuff. Okay, also, I'll be watching the Super Bowl this Sunday. J-Lo and Shakira will be performing the halftime. I don't care about football. I don't know about football. Mom likes to watch it. You know, I want to, like, have some chips and dip. You know, me and Mom have a beer, watch the Super Bowl. I want to see the halftime show. Let's just all watch the halftime show and just see what we see. Okay, yes, the end of the show, wrapping up the show. Announcements. Okay, go to monoono.com, M-O-N-O-O-N-N-O.com to join our fan club. There's no tiers, no Patreon tiers, no, you know, a lot of people do that thing where you give a little, get a little, blah, blah, blah. No, you look, you're either in the fan club or you're not. I don't like all this one foot in the door, one foot out. You're either in or out of the fan club. $3 a month. I am writing my very first fan club only episode, so look forward to that coming up probably, uh, I don't know, within the next couple weeks. Uh, oh yes, I have a new show, you might have heard it last week, it's called Music of the Month. That's where we, aka me and you, listen to like five songs or so, talk about a little insider info stuff about the songs, info that I've found. It was great. It was the perfect show. Music of the month. So go to monoano.com, subscribe to the podcast. It's all there, all the places to listen. It's there on the website. It's the easiest thing to do. I hate the internet and all how difficult everything is, so I designed the website myself to make it very easy. Even mom can use it. Oh yes, quickly, I got a weighted blanket for Christmas. Let me just say, it's changed my life because I'm actually sleeping now and dreaming. It's like I didn't even get into REM sleep for like eight months since me and mom did this crazy move across the country. This life-changing thing. So now I'm sleeping with a weighted blanket. So if you're having trouble sleeping, weighted blanket, Okay, I think that's it on announcements. Pretty simple. Okay, shout-outs. Cousin Dina. Cousin Kate. Cousin Lori. Darbalina, Sue Ann, Shannon, all my Florida friends. Karina, Chaney. Reunion soon. Florida style. Shout-out to everyone in my life right now. I'm starting to collect my people. We have a weekly drinking club. It's all coming in. 